How are you able to be friends with your ex? Is a question I hear on numerous occasions when friends and even strangers realize that my former boyfriend and I of seven years are actually cordial with each other. Matter of fact, we're pretty close. People wonder, do boundaries get crossed? Are boyfriends and girlfriends comfortable with our friendship? And although those are valid concerns, him and I have been able to maneuver through those things. And in this episode, you'll have the opportunity to understand exactly how and why. This Around the Way girl wants to chat with you. She's discovering new information in this world that surrounds her, tapping into her inner power, her sexuality, and taking ownership of her insecurities. She discovered she had to unlearn some things. Come and enjoy her moments of reflection, re-education, redefinition, and evolution. Kick back, sip some wine, take a drive, whatever your vibe. Join me, your host, Shay Sana, with She Discovered Podcast. So stay tuned. You might learn some things. First of all, what made you agree to even doing this um, interview, knowing how private you are? Well, over the years, you know, when we met each other, I, I was watching you and um, how you were pursuing your dreams and watching them unfold from the the papers you had to do for, for class down to <laughs> the, the, when you were doing the interviews on the radio show down to the showcases you put together, down to the books that you put out, the traveling you've done, the excursions, the the um exodus to, to California, all that was really impressive. So I was like, you know, if uh you wanted to jump into the podcast lane, even down to the freestyle that you put together. It was mm-hmm. like, yeah, it was cool. I was like, all right, I'll definitely be a part of that. Yeah. Cogging the wheel. I appreciate that. Now, it it is true. You have definitely seen (laughs) my journey of um, wanting to be involved in anything media or artistic. So the fact that even knowing that you are not one to put your business out there, (laughs) you are most willing to, to have, which I believe to be an important conversation. From your perspective, what would you say was the reason for us breaking up? We were definitely at certain points in our life where, like, throughout the course of us being together, God was presenting himself in certain ways. Not that I like, in hindsight, of course, you, you realize, I realized it just wasn't clicking for me as fast as it was for you. Mm-hmm. Granted, like, you know, um, I put you in touch with Jadiel because he was my friend in uh, high school. And you really soaked up everything that was going on. And uh, you already kind of had a, a Sabbath foundation. Of course, I was ignorant to the whole war. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, I was still in the streets. I was still doing a whole bunch of stuff that, you know, <laughs> was very agreeable with the, with the walk. So I feel like that kind of um, kind of stirred the ship a little bit. Because you were definitely in a mode of a gusto to kind of like start doing the, the 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 righteous things and I was more along the lines of setting up business mm-hmm. and trying to get to the to the bag so they say you know? right right so for our listeners that may not know our history um towards the ending of our relationship or towards the seventh year or going into the eighth to tell you the truth 
I uh, was going through some life changes, some serious life changes, and I reached a point where many would call a conversion, spiritual conversion. Um, I was connected to one of his old high school friends that had converted into Adventism. And I was familiar with Adventism because I had family members that grew up Seventh-day Adventists. However, I was reacquainted with it around that time. So we even started going to their houses and having Bible study and so forth. And I kind of took the ball and I, <laughs> I was going full speed ahead. And I didn't realize that you weren't there. And then of course, like you said, in hindsight, realizing now that it's a very individual relationship that everyone must go through with God. But for me, the desire for us to be together, I put a lot of pressure on you. I was very judgmental. I was like, you need to get it together. You need to come to Bible study with me, <laughs> you know, and, and pushing you. But if, if we can, maybe we don't need to go that deep, but I would say for me personally, that was probably the topping um, on the situations that we were already going through in our relationship. We, we had a lot of things that we were not, I wouldn't say we weren't communicating about, but we had different communication styles. And I right. think, yeah, and that was, it was just us constantly butting heads and feeling like neither understood one another, where I was just like, you don't understand me, and this is how I'm trying to communicate. And you're like, well, you don't understand me, and this is how I'm trying to communicate. Right, right. And, you know, of course we were young because we started dating when we were, 18. So there were a lot of things that we were even growing to understand about ourselves. So right. the, the communication was just like, not only how we perceived what a relationship should look like, but we were, gro we were going through our own issues of growing into our own selves. And then we were like in the growing, we were growing apart. Yes, exactly. You know exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So with that said, when I converted, I think it was just like you said, another element where we had to separate to learn who we were, you know, out, outside of each other. Of course, the aftermath of a breakup is never easy. Um, mm -hmm. I believe we went through a, a lot of ups and downs, a lot of anger. I, I remember like there was a lot of crying, of course, on my part. <laughs> uh, there was a lot of like, because cause we thought this was it. We thought like our families thought the same thing, like we we're going to be together. So to have a breakup and not be one of our two-week breakups that we had in the past, this was, it's like something in us felt like, oh, snap, this is real. This is not, a, it's, this is not going to be a two-week one month thing i think we both reached our breaking point and we realized okay this is it but it hurt because it was like but how could this be it when we thought this was going to be the one right you know? so i know the aftermath had a lot of pain but it also had a lot of anger because afterwards after getting over like the, the pain of it now we started the blame game well it's your fault <laughs> we're not together, yeah. you know? So how, how would you describe those, those moments for you? Like, let's say maybe months or even a year or two after we broke up. It was, 
it was very different. It was very difficult seeing as there was a point where we was spending every waking minute together. Right. Me and it was like a, for me it was like a definitely a fish out of water. Like like I didn't remember I, I was telling like I didn't look at any other girls. So now it's like I'm exposed. Like now I'm looking at them and it's like I don't even know how to function as a single person since it's like <laughs> being, so. And it was mess. It was kind of it was crazy because it was on the cusp of me actually finally getting my own place and yes, that was frustrating <laughs> too. <laughs> I was getting like, I don't know if it was even blessed with, but I was bumping into opportunities that I actually always had wanted. The dreams <laughs> or the start, the ignition of certain dreams mm-hmm. with you. But now we're on like some kind of discourse. I even like still try to try to go to some Bible studies with you and I'm still trying to be incorporated with the family. It was hard to move on on, you know? Right. And I think, like you said, with the hard to move on, if we're honest, yes, there were moments where we were wondering if we would get back together and we were trying to now acclimate to each other's lives. Like like you said, you were trying to go to church with me or Bible study with me. I was trying to understand that. Oh, now you're getting your own place, things that we always wished for. But I think in the midst of that, we also, what I think was, I, I won't say a detriment because we're here now as very good friends. Um but I think at that point, it, be, it became very toxic because we were playing the blame game so much that a level of anger reached where there were times that we didn't speak to one another. Or there were times we were just like, I can't stand you. You, you live your life <laughs> and, right. I'll, and I'll live mine, you know? It, it got so toxic that um, now it's like, despite even the walk that you were doing, I was jumping even heavier into the streets. Oh, wow. I mean, of course, you saw that some of my friends were, like, getting killed. Yeah, yeah. And then I was, I mean, I remember the time you had to pick me up from this this war I was having. (laughs) You know what Uh, I mean? Yeah. I was about to go gun for gun with these guys. And uh, like a ride or die, she came through, come scoop me up. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? And and it goes into what I was going to mention next, because what's so interesting is that you were diving more into the streets to spite me. And I didn't know that. And I think that's another thing. We deal with things inter- internally and we don't communicate it. So we then be, we then have our own perceptions of what the person is going through or what they're doing. Because once you were doing that, my perception was, this is exactly why we broke up. I ain't trying to deal with this. I'm not trying to deal with this street stuff. In my mind, I was just like, yeah, this is another reason. But at the end of the day, my love for you and the fact that we had built in history, I couldn't imagine you're in trouble and I can't come and help you. In the midst of our anger, our blaming, our hurt, our back and forth, I think there was a level of concern, care, and respect that we had for one another that was like, yo, I can't stand you, but if you need me, I'm there. (laughs) When I was in school, like I had plays that I was doing because I was trying out for drama club in college, you know, just wetting my feet in different areas of the arts. Like you said, you watched me do internships in Harlem with the radio and 
plays at school and all of that stuff. And you always, and, and don't get me wrong. I felt moments that you were angry or you felt moments where I wasn't being a hundred percent honest, but still there was this drawn and I, I don't know what it was. And what's, what's interesting is that our relationship wasn't built on friendship. We didn't, we didn't, oh, we were friends for like a week or two or what? No, it went straight into, you know what I mean? Like, oh, they talking, they dating yeah. and then relationship, you know, and the physicalities about it. But in the midst of our relationship, to, I believe towards the end, if I'm honest, like you said, when we were spending every day with each other, I think that's when a real friendship began where to the point that even after our breakup, even in the midst of us being angry with one another, we were still able to be like, nah, but that's my friend. I got to be there for him or I have to be there for her. What would you say is, because for some people, let, let, let's, let's be correct. Not every former relationship or exes can be friends. And we're not saying that. Um, there are certain relationships, the way they break up, you there's no coming back from that, you know? And there are certain relationships also where it may have not ended in such a toxic way, but you realize those two people are like, you know what? It's just better off if we just move on. But what would you say is an element between you and I besides the friendship that literally kept us kept us going to the point of saying like yeah we're we're gonna be friends we could decide to move on but we're gonna be friends i think um when you have a you know for me respect trust and admiration like those things are like the things i live die by so it's like when i i had that have that for you and back then i had that for you too like mm -hmm. Even the family aspect, like I didn't have family like that. Like I wasn't close to anybody. You know, I was more ingrained in your family. Like your family showed tons of love. Rest in peace to Lionel Sonatas, her father. I had a dad, you know what I mean? But him and I connected on so many levels to the point where I'd be around and you're at school. And you know yet I, mean? I come and home and find you guys having a conversation. <laughs> Yeah. Even to the point where there was a time when, you know, the cops put paws on me <laughs> and I came and he sat me down and he was like, yo, and he just was giving me them those gems, man. Gems I still use. So it was like, I, you know, people don't care about you, man. Like guys in the street and for me, certain family members. So it was like, just to sit down with him made it even a bigger bond with you and whoever you was connected to, which was your father and your mother and your grandfather and your uncles. We were doing a lot of things that a lot of couples weren't doing. Like we were um, like, we would get together and have like family nights, but mm -hmm. didn't include the elders, it would include people of our age. My crew would come to your house, you'd gather up all your cousins and we'd like play board games and Anybody was doing that, you know. Mm -hmm. These are things that draw people together, you know. What I mean? It was a community, and it, it felt like a mini family was all making. So that I mean, that that transcends even relationship, even just our relationship. You can't buy that, and that's why it's so hard to leave that. 
footprints. It's too much footprints. Footprints. I love that. You and your poetic self. Um, <laughs> very, very true because another element that I was going to mention is that, and I'm not saying other relationships didn't have this. I believe other relationships did. But I'll just speak for ourselves where I believe those were elements as well that we felt like, well, I know so much. I've been through many things with this person. I can't see myself detaching from them, knowing this information because you were there with me graduating from college and that was an ordeal towards the end. Like you said, you were there helping me write papers because I was struggling you were there when my father passed away. Um, you were there during my conversion, my baptism. And mind you, my baptism was after we broke up and you were still there. Right. Um, I was there, you know, in the passing of your childhood best friend. Rest in peace to him as well. And it's it's sad that in this moment we're saying a lot of rest in peace. Um, and I think And I think that's what we began to realize with one another where we're like, what if something, God forbid, was to happen to you? I don't think I could sit with everything we've been through, experiences that we've gone through, that one day I'll get a call, God forbid, that something happened to you and we didn't speak to each other in five, six years. Exactly. Exactly. Very good points. Very good points. So with that said, and and people would be like, oh, they sounding mad you know, house on the prairie-ish right now, but but it is what it was. But all right, so let's be honest. Was there any point in that span of 10 to 11 years of being broken up uh, post-breakup that we thought we were going to get back together? Yeah, at least for me, yeah. Uh, I definitely, of course, you know, I don't really move. I'm, I'm not the greatest outward communicator Mm -hmm. even like how i talk everything is not cryptic but it's more like it's cryptic (laughs) (laughs) it's more like i'll jab at the bag first before i go for the hey so what's going on like Mm -hmm. so i took a couple of jabs and stabs at it and of course later on me and you had a talk and he's like those were the jabs like that was you shooting the shot yeah, like, it goes to our communication style again. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you hear what we're there. And it was like, uh, I'm, I noticed we were still in two different places. Right, right. That That is true. And yes, I think it was for, for, it's funny. I think we went through all different steps of wondering if we would get back together. There were times where I was on that time and you weren't on that time. There were times where we both were on that time. And then there was another time where you were on that time and I wasn't (laughs) on that time. So if we're honest, there was multiple different time frames where we did think that way. And I think it went back to what I mentioned earlier or what we mentioned earlier, where it was, we honestly thought we both were the end all be all. We started making plans our families were so invested in each other, especially after the death of my father. That is when your family started intertwining with mine. And for us, we just saw it as, okay, so yeah, this definitely got to be it, you know? Um, So the thought of getting back together was not only based on, we thought 
we were it, but I think it's because of the history that was built. You naturally feel like I don't want to start all over again. I don't want another person to now have to learn me. This person knows me, you know, or our families get along. Like who wants to start all over, you know? So it's that it's the thinking we were the one. And it's the third to say that it wasn't easy to let go of seven years of emotion. A lot of times our emotions would come back up and it's like, we, we, we let each other experience life. Like you were dating. I was moving around from like state to state and we were letting each other grow into who we were or are today. But at the same time, if we're honest, emotions would arise from time to time where we were like, so, cause I would have my jealous moments. You tell me about your dates and I'm trying to be the understanding friend, ex-girlfriend. But at the same time, I'm like, so how she look? Who is she? Like, <laughs> you know, or if I tell you, or I'd share like, oh yeah, this guy has a crush. And you'd be like, mm, he ain't nobody, you know? <laughs> I would like to mention a listener may be like, okay, so you guys were growing up, you you became more transparent, you were communicating better. So what was the problem? Why didn't you guys get back together? And from my perception, and you could share yours, I think at the end of the day, we came to a point where we, well, for myself, that I realized we worked so much better as friends than a relationship. Because I think once we tried tapping into a relationship, our differences started to arise again. Right. And, I, and, I could, and I could see bullhorns coming up. And I think I had to realize that our differences didn't make neither of us a bad person. I think I had to remove that, oh, because you communicate this way, you're not good. And, you know, I had to let you be you and you had to let me be me and realize okay it sucks that it it's it's not a point of compatibility in a relationship sense but dang we do pretty good as friends you know um and coming to the point of understanding the love we have for each other as friends and realizing and what's awesome, making those around us comfortable and understanding that this love that we have for one another, it may not turn or it, it's not a relationship to the point of intimacy. But I think everyone around us, because for a while we were confusing people where they were like, it doesn't make sense that you guys are still this close, <laughs> you know, and hence why we're having this conversation to let not only our audience know, but. I would say people around us have come to that conclusion that, dang, you know, they're, they're not getting back together, but wow, they, they really are, they really are cordial with each other and really love one another. And, you know, it is what it is. Back to my previous um, question, how would you sum up? Cause of, of course you are a good writer, uh, a poet at heart. So, so how would you sum up based on everything we just said, how we were actually able to navigate 10 to 11 years of friendship? I think it was, it was see all those things that you just listed, like 
when you were able to come up out of all those trials and tribulations, not necessarily clean, but stronger with a person, mm -hmm. I feel like there's this unbreakable kind of like bond. You know what I'm saying? Like it's like when you come into the fire and it come out even better than before. And then picture you put two things in there together, you know, and it comes out. You know, I feel like that's what happened with us. You know what I mean? Like no one can come between that kind of legacy built. You know what I'm saying? Like there's a lot of <laughs> I feel like there's a lot of things we did together that I, I haven't done with anybody and not even the fact of just having them opportunities to and even in the youth like in, in our youth you know we were faced with a lot in our youth and it was good to have somebody to kind of like right, we like leaning on each other you know what right. i mean certain conversations we couldn't have with nobody else even though we had people close to us mm -hmm. you know and we, it carried on you know Right, right. Because like, it's true, because even during, and I think my cousins or my close friends understood this, but even at the time of the death of my father, you were the only one I would actually share what I was feeling with, right. you know, because I felt like since you were the closest one to me, you were the only one that I could express how I was, how I was really feeling to the point you were so in tune with that. And that's when you said, okay, I think you need some help. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I guess beyond. <laughs> I knew it was beyond me. Like, I would also add on to that. For me, I had to stop playing the victim game to really truly see the beauty of our friendship. I had to stop holding things that I was hurt by against you. Because if I continue to do that, then there was no true forgiveness. And there was no true trust that can be built between us if, and I think I remember I called you while I was living in Tennessee, I called you one day and I was crying and I was just like, I just realized I was still playing the victim. I was wow. still in my mind blaming you for a lot, you know, um, not only, oh, because we broke up, but I'm like, you did this to me and did that to me as if I didn't do anything to hurt you, you know, as well. So I realized I had to stop playing the victim game. I realized like what we said, we had to begin respecting each other's differences and how we operate and realizing this is who she is. This is who he is. And it's okay. Of course we have a respect and desire to see each other flourish and grow. So we gonna call each other out like, yo, you kind of need to do this or do that. But at the end of the day, once we remove, or I should say, once removing the emotional aspect from it, I was more able to be a true friend to you because I wasn't looking at it through the lens of, well, I need to fix him or I need to have him change this about himself so he can be a better right. person to me or if there's potential for us to get back together, then I need to fix this about him. When I realized, oh, you just need to let him be him, you know? So I definitely think that 
that was something. And it wasn't easy. Like, listen, guys, it was not easy. You may hear us right now and we're, we're just giving you the, was it, what do they call it? Cliff notes? <laughs> we're, version. <laughs> yeah, we're giving you the cliff notes. But if we were to turn our 10 year or even our relationship, seven years and then 10 years after that, of our story, we could easily have a, a dope Netflix series. Like <laughs> a lot of action and a lot of yeah, it would be a lot of satisfied viewers, man. That every <laughs> mineral of uh, <laughs> got the drama and the comedy. And I guess I had another question, but I think it would be redundant if I said, "Why do we still currently decide to be friends?" And I think we mentioned it all. It's either it's from the respect the love, the care, and the history that we've gained. And we know that every single person, this, this, it, it's not going to be their story. Um, and that's fine. But I think what I've always tried to tell people when they ask me, how am I able to do this? I think I said, or I realized, or, and you know me, I've always been outgoing to the point I always felt like but why not? Like, why does X automatically have to mean enemy? You know, right. like right. there are times that, yes, there are certain X's where, like I said, it, it depends on the, on the person or the two parties where it's just like, you know what? We've decided it's just better if we just cut ties. There are certain relationships that were very toxic and it's just like, no, just get out, get out of each other's lives. But there are some that, yeah, may have ended with some kind of riff or tiff or, you know, a mutual understanding. But that doesn't automatically mean the person has to be X'd out just because you call them X, you know. And right. I've always been one to, to live by that. Because like, even when we were together, you knew that there was from time to time, we weren't like friends, friends. But there were times that even my ex from high school you know, again, Lord Jesus, rest in peace. <laughs> Cecil, oh, you know, man. even with him, you knew. Of, of course, you had your little jealous moments like, yo, what, like, what's good with that? <laughs> it could have been something else. Right. But at the same time, you gave me the freedom to understand that how my personality operated was, yo, this, yeah, man. this, this how shit. <laughs> you didn't like it all the time, but you were like, yo, this is shit, son. Oh. She everybody, she too friendly. She everybody friend. Again, that being my personality, I carried that on with you. Where I was just like, yeah, we had our moments where we thought we would never talk again. But at the end of the day, I was just like, you did not harm me. You were not out to harm me. Yes, we had toxic moments, but it wasn't to the point that we were not growing and not showing up for one another to say okay why can't this person still be a part of my life because same thing for you you were like okay yeah I'm upset she does this she does that and there are times that we had harsh harshful words towards uh one another but um you still showed up <laughs> which was like mind-boggling you know like Tuesday we're just like on some Khalees I hate you so much right now <laughs> you know and then by Saturday you sit next to me in church like <laughs> you know what it is though you know what it is because I, I don't think a lot of people like take time to reflect they just go off of the action but 
I would sit down with something and be like, you know what? Her intention was pure though. Mm. I, I, I see the action and I see the intention attached to it. So it's, what's, it, was, it was coming from the heart. So mm. it was like, all right, if I could explain to you rather than like act the way I was acting at the mm-hmm. time, communicate, mm-hmm. then it, it could have been resolved a certain kind of, a healthier kind of way. Right. But I'm like, even when I saw the intention most times, I still would I'd show up, but it's like, I couldn't give you a voice and a mm. voice, you know, because of course the hood or whatever the hell, the, the hood culture t- teaches you not Correct. to um, be verbose. It teaches you not to talk about things, mm-hmm. just harbor on it and then let it pass or maybe do something toxic, like, you know, deal with someone else and, you know, <laughs> exactly growth, growth. we've yeah. had uh if we could describe if we could describe ourselves the word would be growth <laughs> it yeah. would definitely be growth in this current moment you are happily married newly married um you are a father to be and again in this moment i have the utmost happiness for you you know, some people would be like, you don't feel no type of way. Like that could, you know, that could have been you. That could have, <laughs> that could have been you. But I think again, everything that we've developed with one another, I can honestly sit here and just be like, no, I'm happy for you. What's so awesome. And if, if we can share this experience, like your recent baby shower, you know, right. I, I attended it and you know, I was slightly nervous. Cause I'm just like, you sure? you sure your wife is okay with me showing up? Like, have you spoken to her about us? And what was so beautiful is once I showed up, what I was expecting was a, ah, okay, she's being cordial, but she's probably going to give me a side eye. Like, I'm only doing this for him, you know, kind of thing. But when I arrived, and you know me, I'll, I'll go along with the vibes. When I arrived, it was nothing but open arms, literally. Like she yeah. literally opened her arms to the point, again, I was just like, no, you know who I am, right? I was like, this is Shay. <laughs> <laughs> like you, I'm, I'm Shay that you're hugging right now. And she, <laughs> she was just like, thank you for cutting. It was just so pleasant. And it touched me because again, it showed me how far we've come. And the fact that your wife can be so open and that even describes to me or tells me the conversation you probably had with her prior and just grateful for her even being understanding. Um, And just the fact that I got an invite. And of course, you know, to continue the momentum, I was going to show up because I had no ill feelings. I had no jealousy. I had nothing. It was more of a happiness of the, the now new journey that you are going to embark on. You know, like, I can't wait to see you as a dad. I'm laughing inside because it's a girl. Because, you know, <laughs> your Jamaican self, we are the bread soldiers. <laughs> you know, but now you're about to be what we, what we now call in our culture a dad girl or a girl dad or however they say it. You know, <laughs> but it was, it was so awesome to see that, that I was at the baby shower 
And not only that, you and I were communicating. She wasn't acting like, oh, I don't feel safe with them talking alone. You know, she never gave off any type of that vibe. And then on top of that, we busy taking pictures together. You know, (laughs) the the aftermath, one of the pictures I shared with some of my cousins, and I was like, look, look, look at her. She's so beautiful. I went to the baby shower, and they were like, yo, I don't know how you do it. (laughs) Like, how do you do it? Like, yo, kudos to you. And I'm like, it is, it is what it is. And comes to show again the growth that we've experienced we know this is not everyone's story and we know that we didn't need to be parents formally to be like oh no we're only communicating because we have a child together so we got to communicate right there's no child involved and we're still um conducting ourselves as if there's something that is tying us like a external thing that is tying us to to be cordial and friendly but it's an internal thing that is tying us uh, uh, or continuing to have this friendship develop without being a threat to your right. marriage. You know, I know some people may listen and be like, mm, I don't know, but this is not, this is, this is not ratchet. This is not ratchet TV. <laughs> Where, yeah, it's not love and hip hop. It's not like, oh, down the line. And we understand the importance of boundaries. We understand respect, you know, it's not like we going around calling each other late at night, you know, doing all these different things. We understand respect for, you know, your wife. And, you know, once I'm in a relationship, respect for who I'm with, we, we get that and we get that boundaries have to be put in place, but we also know that it doesn't have to become nasty and it doesn't have to be a point where we're waiting for, for some type of jealousy or whatever to come because I believe that we are building and continuing to build a environment that that will not be so there are always going to be people that is like I don't I still don't get your dynamic it just doesn't make sense to me and I get it I'm not even here like oh you're so close-minded I get it I get where it comes from you know but I also want people to understand that it's also possible Thank you for listening to this week's episode. I hope you've gained some knowledge, insight, and clarity in this moment, creating your own inner discoveries. Tune in again with new episodes released every Tuesday. And most importantly, head over to at SheDiscoveredPodcast on Instagram to interact with me and receive more tips and info relating to all topics discussed. As always, you are appreciated.